What's good? Backdoor cover. We're back in this bitch. You know what it is. It's Micah. Hey, show some more uh, Show some more life, buddy. I'm with Brad. It feels good. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, you know what it is. I want you, I want you smashing uh, cars like a monster truck driver like you usually do. I'm not in a good place. Tell me about it. What's going on? Football's over. Ah. It's sad. I can relate to that. It's really sad. We had a football game this weekend. It, it wasn't a very good one. There was only one game, and now it's over. Mm-hmm. But you know what isn't over? The deals at RowdyGentleman.com. Oh, yeah. Right now, if you go to RowdyGentleman.com, it's buy one, get one free on any sale item. So basically, you drop anything that's on sale. There's a big sale button at the top. Drop any two items in your cart, and the cheaper one is free. No code needed. Pretty oh, simple. Pretty fucking easy. You don't even have to add that up. No. That's just, it is RowdyGentleman.com. We have a million dope things that are on sale. Our sale uh, collection is huge at the moment. We're clearing it out. RowdyGentleman.com. Click sale. Pick two items. One of them's free. Lots of badass shit coming this way. I mean, spring. I'm no marketing expert, but that's all it takes. That's right. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, let's talk about the Super Bowl for a minute. That seems logical. We're going to talk about, uh, about the NBA trade deadline. We'll talk about... Uh, some recruiting stuff. We'll talk a little baseball. Got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Uh, th- we're not going to quit because football's over. So here we are. Welcome to uh, to post football. Start with the uh, Super Bowl. Julian Edelman is the MVP. The Patriots win a snoozer, thirteen to three. Julian Edelman, of course, the first Jewish MVP of the Super Bowl. So Laheim to him. Wow. I think he's also the first uh, Super Bowl MVP to be suspended for steroids at the beginning of the year. Before winning, that's that. that's probably true. I can't look that fact up, but I th- believe it to be true. Yeah, I think that's probably a pretty safe bet. He's not the first. I mean, he didn't kill a guy like Ray Lewis allegedly, but uh, do you think he was doing antler spray? That was what Ray Lewis was on too. Yeah, deer antler spray. Uh, that probably. stuff sounds savage. Whatever that does, I don't know. Yeah, man. if anybody runs a deer antler spray company and wants to send us some of that, that those are deer antler spray or three words that haven't been said in like five years, unless Ray Lewis is on TV and then everybody makes the same joke. What a clown. Um, well, shouts to Julian Edelman, whatever. The game sucked. I mean, I don't, there's not a whole lot to say. Uh, Vegas won more than $11 million on the, on the game, uh, a 7.6% return, uh, which is better than usual. That's crazy. Uh, for Vegas... Uh, the under obviously hit. Everybody wants to bet the over. Wait, would they make all their money on? Like, was there a particular? Like, was it? Well, overs, the under, unders was it? The under is a big one. Uh, unfortunately for Vegas, a lot of people were on the Patriots, even though. Uh, but the since it was a, a close line, there isn't a lot of money line action either way. Yeah. Um, but the under helps. I mean, I'm sure that's the biggest prop out there, right? I mean, over under isn't really a prop, but. Sure, it's the second heaviest bet after the the score. Well, the expectation going into it was that New England had a soft defense and the Rams were the number one or number two offense in the league. So you would think there would be a high scoring game, and uh, we did yeah, not get a lot that. of overs that did not hit. And I think because of the under, a lot of the props hit the under, and people probably like to bet the over on a bunch of props. Ah, that would be my guess as well. Uh, what'd you think of the game? It was a good game. I mean, it was a little bit boring, but. At least nobody like it wasn't like a boat race or anything. Like it was competitive throughout. Um, not a lot of scoring, obviously, but you know, at least it wasn't like a team ran away with it and was up like fifty to thirty-eight. And there's really no interest in it besides just seeing like long pass after long pass stuff like that. Like so, yeah, I appreciated the defense and um, I enjoyed the game. How'd you feel about it? 
Uh, I thought it was pretty boring. Yeah. But L- low scoring usually equates to boring. I ended up, no one invited me to a Super Bowl party, so I, we watched the game at a bar, which uh, was interesting. Were you on 6th Street? We were on 6th Street. Wow. Yeah, it was at Buford's. You were with Condog, too, weren't you? Yeah, the Condog came through. Yeah. It was tight. That was, that was one of the highlights. Coach Bobby was there. He's talking to some girl. Sounds like it all worked Danny out. Danny was on a date with a 21 year old. How are it, the cops? Uh, they Everybody had a great time. They almost tried to fight the bartender because the bartender wouldn't allow us to eat the, the $90 in pizza we bought inside the bar. It was a whole thing. I don't wow. want to get into it other than uh, it was fine. You know, what else is there to say? The Super Bowl's better at home. True. Where you can eat as much terrible food as you want. I mean, I still hate the Patriots. There's still like almost nothing redeemable, likable about them. Yeah. Um, it was a, a masterful defensive game plan. You got to give them that at least. Uh so, was, did you eat anything fun while watching this game? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think I had a really good quesadilla that stuck out. No, I ate huge. a lot of things, but the quesadilla is the one thing. Is it had some like really nice beef uh, flank steak in there. Um, but yeah, no, nothing crazy, but that, that was the one thing that really stuck out to me. Uh, how about you? $90 a pizza on the curb outside of Buford's? Yeah, we had uh, a Via 313 Detroit-style pizza. It's delicious. It is good pizza, and we. I learned a secret. What is if that? If you order on, they have like they have one truck at this place. Okay, and then the line to order was like thirty minutes long. But if you order online, it you can like jump to the top of the line. Ah, and if you order online, you can get it double cut. What is double cut? So you know how the the slices they're De- huge. Detroit style pizza for people that don't know is like kind of rectangular, and it's made in like a, a pan. And so it's thick, it's, yeah. It's pan. thick, and it's sort of like a pan pizza. But like th- these were like industrial pans that were used in Detroit to make uh, like auto parts, so that's why they started making them in these things. Ah, but they're sort of like the pizza only comes with four slices. It's it, like you can only eat one slice. It's so filling. And they're big it's thick. Huge. Well, you can eat more if you're a big if, fat dude. If you're a freak, you can. You should eat one and a half, something like that. Yeah. Have you so ever had the uh, we got the pineapple sliced. on there? I don't like pineapple. They put on a pizza. whole slice like untouched. Yeah, that's Anyways. trash. Uh, if you get a double slice, though, they slice that four slice pizza into eight slices, and they're much more manageable. Well, that's just soft. No wonder you can eat so many slices. Well, uh, that's not the point. Anyway, it was good. Mm-hmm. So shouts to uh, that. Let's talk about the prop bets that we made on this podcast. We, well, wait, we let's, talked a let's lot. Let's start of shit first about. with the teams we chose. Right? You took the Patriots. I took the Rams. So that's right. Obviously, you win. Um, I also picked the Patriots forty to thirty-two. That, that was a little so off. it wasn't very close. Uh, the, the Margin under, of victory was close, I guess. So I went into my – I've kind of explained this logic in the last episode, but the reason I wanted to roll with the Rams was that I thought that Brady would show up and underperform, and I did not think that the Patriots uh, could win without Brady. I thought he – I've talked a lot of shit about Bill Belichick over the last couple of weeks, and uh, that all kind of came back to bite me. It turns out Bill Belichick's – a really fucking good coach, and even when Brady didn't show up, the the Patriots roll. So, whoops, that, that was my mistake. Yeah. Anyhow. All right, let's talk props yeah. then. I did badly. I made 13 prop bets on the podcast. You made fun of me for how many I made. Do you know how many of those hit, Brad? Tell me. Zero. None. I lost a 1,000 hypothetical dollars on mybookie.ag. How do you feel? Not great. That's kind of impressive. It's hard not to hit a single bet. It was kind bet. of shocking. I, I realized in retrospect I should have done like the Price is Right theory since we were competing against each other and done like one that was guaranteed to hit just in case you went zero for 10. 
Uh, it's hard to do. I went hard with zero for 13. That sounds like a coward strategy. You should just bet what you think's a good bet and bring that shit. Well, and it didn't work for me Get your this ass time. whipped by me like like you did. I'm very excited to buy you an Italian sandwich. I'm talking all this shit. Guess recording. what I went. Guess what my record was. What was that? One for nine. So I beat you with one bet. Although your one did pay pretty well, right? Yes. And guess which bet that was? The field goal bet that you ridiculed me about. The only one that you decided seems was like a, weird a terrible bet. bet. And it just so happened to hit on a last second hooked field goal by the Cheap Rams. Cheap backdoor cover field goal. It felt so you. good. The, the, the bet that you made, just to clarify for the people who weren't, didn't listen to the, the extravaganza, was that there would be more. The over-under was one and a half missed kicks. And you took the over, which I thought was crazy. And in fact, if we you had, didn't listen to the extravaganza, you're a maniac. In fact, we missed two field goals. You still should go back and listen to the extravaganza with Ross Bolin that we did on last uh, last Thursday. It was wonderful. Can, it, it's probably funnier to listen to our prep bets and how confident we were in <laughs> retrospect. I didn't think about that. Um, so, in uh, since you win the prop bet challenge, uh, I will present to you a large Italian sub uh, today. It's sixteen dollars, right? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to buy you one. It's going to be delicious. I'm going to get one wait. for myself, too. I, I would expect for you to. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's what we're doing after this podcast is over. So so did you have anything that stuff. came close to hitting? Like, were you sweating anything? Was anything kind of no, in the no, game? No, no, because you remember I played mostly what I called the degenerate bets, so they were over very quickly. I have like, to tell you, all bets are degenerate well, bets, but you like please Well, like the double ahead. degenerate ones, the ones like the the short attention span degenerate bets. Ah. Like, the I played three different bets on what would happen to the first punt. That's right. Where like either it hits the ground, it goes out of bounds. So the only scenario that couldn't happen did happen. And if the ball gets caught, I lose all three of those. And of course, the ball gets caught. So I lost uh, on that one. Uh, the one that I liked the best, the over under uh, being greater, or the total points scored being greater than the longest field goal. Obviously, the total points were what sixteen. Longest field goal was forty six yards. So I was way wrong on that one, and mm-hmm. loud wrong on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Uh, the other ones, I, I just I feel like an idiot. I also the, took the I took penalty. Brady. I took first touchdown Brady and uh, and Goff to score those, and obviously neither of those guys scored the first touchdown. I I thought I might have hit on the penalties, but I missed it. The first penalty I think was a pass interference, and I said it would either be a hold or a. If it was pass interference, I would have hit it because that was. Man, it wasn't. I forget. I, I was wrong about it. It, it, was. it was like an offsides, and I thought it was going to be a holding or a yeah. false start or something. So. Uh, really, it might have been unsportsmanlike conduct or something stupid. Yeah, it was I a can't weird remember. One. But I, I missed them all. Yeah. I, it's shocking. I don't know why anyone's still listening to us. And now, you're crowned the loser. Yeah, king loser. Are you going to slap me in the face with that sub- subway sandwich? Mm, nah, it's not from Subway. I I'm conflict. We're going to. I'm home conflict slice. free with my Italian sandwiches. Well, there you have it. Uh, I think that pretty much concludes. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on uh, the Super Bowl? Let's see. A couple of interesting things here. Uh, at 66 years old, Bill Belichick is the oldest winning Super Bowl coach, which is kind of crazy. Um, let's see. The Patriots this year in, in the uh, playoffs beat the number one and the number two offense in the league between the Rams and Kansas City, so that's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Couple let's talk about uh, let's talk about early Super Bowl bets uh, favorites for next season. Who do you who do you think will be the favorite to win next season? Probably the Patriots. Indeed, it is the Patriots. I wouldn't take that bet. At plus 650. I'm an idiot, though. I don't know. It seems like a Sounds good... Sounds like the perfect bet to take if I wouldn't take it at this point. Rams are plus 700. Chargers are plus 800. Chiefs are plus 800. Saints plus 1,000. 
Colts, Bears, Steelers, Packers, Eagles, and Cowboys. You getting this off of the uh, my bookie? No, this is a court of Bovada. This mm-hmm. is in Las Vegas. I haven't looked at what my my bookie has yet. So, uh, in case you're wondering, the team with the worst, the Miami Dolphins at plus thirty thousand, which seems like a lot. And the Patriots' defensive coach, right? Uh, what's his name? Is taking that job? Yes. Uh, what is his name? I do not know. I've forgotten now. We'll learn eventually. Uh, that seems like a lot of value. 30,000 to one, but or plus 30,000. So, uh, anyway, so big shouts to uh, the Pats, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Looks like so Brandon Cooks is the other kind of star performer from the game on the uh, Rams side. He had eight receptions for 120 yards. Um, yeah, Edelman kind of tore him up. Honestly, man, I felt like Gronk was kind of the MVP just because of the two plays that he converted. Those two long catches were so pivotal, and one of them obviously set up the Michelle only touchdown of the game. So um, I think there's definitely an argument for Edelman winning it, but I, I think that Gronkowski should have been taken into consideration, which I'm sure he was. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I think that's it for the Super Bowl. Farewell, NFL. Yeah, we'll be back in august or whatever you know what we've been talking about a long time even longer than the nfl our friends at fulton and rourke their colognes are the real deal nothing to spill nothing to leak nothing to shatter just awesome smelling colognes in a solid metal case that you can take anywhere these are wax-based colognes so you just it's in a little like metal container you just dab a little bit on you you don't spill it. There's no liquid. It's really cool. Yeah, it's not like a traditional. It's like you just put your finger in it, and like it's like a you dab it, and then you just kind of rub it on like it's an oil base. It's quite deal. nice. It's awesome. Uh, there's a bunch of fragrances. There's sterling, a tobacco and leather fragrance, palmetto, a Lots fresh of manly shit, fresh citrus and pepper fragrance, uh, which I like. I actually prefer sterling, the tobacco and leather. I just find it manly as fuck. Uh, <laughs> don't take my word for it though. Fulton and Rourke created a quiz to help you find the fragrance that's right for you. So go to FultonandRourke.com slash quiz. That's F-U-L-T-O-N-A-N-D-R-O-A-R-K.com slash quiz. Thank you. And you can land on the right fragrance for you just by answering a couple of questions. And guess what? If you choose a cologne that you don't love, it's no big deal because Fulton and Rourke has a 30-day no-questions-asked returns policy. So if you don't like it, just send it back, and our friends at Fulton and Rourke will be happy to exchange it and ref- or refund your purchase. Man, they're just like really nice people. I, I would suggest doing business with them. They're trustworthy, good I people. I agree. And you should listen to me because I am the leading voice in men's grooming today. And if you use the promo code BDC, like backdoor cover, you get 15% off your first purchase at FultonAndRourke.com. BDC at FultonAndRourke.com. Check it out. Brad, did you get a chance to watch the halftime show? Uh, I saw pieces of it, and it was kind of like I was watching out of the corner of my eye, not paying attention because I don't particularly care yeah um what are your thoughts i know you've that's got a, it's them. about right i i i, I was kind of going back and forth was it hard to hear in the bar like or did they, were they just blasting this shit they were blasting it but i was going back and forth because they wouldn't allow us to eat pizza inside the bar so, so we that's were, when you took your halftime well break? like we were in the back room and there were like no pizza there so i was kind of walking back it was yeah it was kind of a nightmare so did you see how it all opened up i i did see it do you know what song it came out to because it must not have been girls like you or whatever that i don't know it, maroon five is trash I've been seeing lots of uh, memes and gifs of people holding their shirts up and the audience being like, what? I guess Maroon 5 guy took his shirt off or something. Indeed, he did take his shirt off. Thank you. If you guys want more detailed analysis about Adam Levine, the shirt he was wearing, his stupid tank top, or what I thought was stupid looking, um, 
Club Cool broke down the halftime show like in extreme detail yesterday. I'm gonna have to check that out. So yeah, Barrett knows what he's talking about. Uh, it's really good. He knew the the brands and all the stuff, how much everything costs. It was really fun. <laughs> so go to club uh, search Club Cool where you're able to listen to podcasts and listen to that where Barrett and Phil Battaglia break down the entire uh, halftime show. It's better than us because we weren't really paying attention. Um, yeah, so that's it for football. Do you have any thoughts on this season as a whole? Do you remember what Big Boy was wearing by chance? He, yeah, I think he by was, this time I was too it drunk. It sort of said Atlanta, and he had a jacket on, but it, he there was, was no not protein, wearing Falcons gear, and there yeah. were no Braves, no nothing. No, I thought he'd at least rep one of the Atlanta. Agencies. I think it was just kind of like a nondescript Atlanta. Sure, mm, that's cool. No brand, so we both lost that bet. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any thoughts on this football season as a whole? Mm. It's high scoring. Yeah. But the you know, at the end the Patriots end up coming out on top again. I don't know, man. It just I seems very anticlimactic. Have, I don't know. And there's like this kind of bad taste in your mouth because the Saints were kind of the best team for the majority of the year and yeah. like they kind of were robbed, honestly. So obviously. Uh so I don't know. You just kinda of look at it and you're like, the fucking Patriots went again. Okay. Uh yeah, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, that's very, how I feel. That was a very lukewarm pretty, take. I think that but pretty it, accurately it, described the uh, the the temperature of how people feel about the season, though. I agree. Mm-hmm. We're back to the same thing that we're always back to. These these psychos, Belichick and Brady on top, and then a bunch of dudes you've never heard of on their defense uh, who aren't high draft picks. They had two dudes that started for them that played for the Browns last year that went 0-16. Mm. Like, they're just... Uh, there was a, a good piece yesterday, I forget where it was written, but it was just how, like, this is the NFL. Like, th- this is what the Patriots do. They're totally joyless. Uh, they don't try and blow anybody out. This is the biggest margin of victory they've ever had in a Super Bowl. They're, the other, the others are like 10, 4, 6, 6, 3, 3. Hmm. And uh, they just try and make the game, like, as close as possible, grind it out with a bunch of dudes you've never heard of. They keep Brady and Belichick on top, and then they, everybody else moves. And uh, then they end up you know, on top. So it works. It's just kind of how this is the best way to run an NFL team is just to make it, you know, a giant sausage uh, sausage factory. Mm. That's how you make the sausage. You just grind everybody up. I like it. Uh, speaking of the Browns, I don't know if you heard um, Lombardi on GM Street. They were kind of doing the, the Super Bowl recap. They're talking about the 94 Browns uh, coaching staff. It was like Belichick, um, Saban, Eric Mangini, Jim Shorts. Uh, Kurt Ferentz. Yeah, like, it was like yeah. the greatest assembled football coaching staff of all time now that you kind of have a, you know, 20 years later or whatever. But Yeah, that's a really good, uh, you ever watch a football life on uh, mm-hmm. on NFL Network? They did one about the 94 Browns, and it's pretty amazing. All the dudes that were like. Was that the year right before they left? Yeah, it's the year they did. They announced they were leaving like midway through the season. Jeez. And it just killed the team. If they had kept that screwed up. And then they fired Belichick. Yeah. And then he he started wearing uh, sleeveless hoodies, and the rest is history. Uh, Well, yeah, he bounced around a little bit. Oh, here's an interesting stat. Um, Mm -hmm. McVay is the youngest coach to ever coach in a Super Bowl. So we have the oldest winning and the youngest coach ever. How about that? Yeah, that's something. Yeah. That's something. Uh all right, let's uh, before we move to a uh, little uh, NBA. Today is the NBA trade down, trade deadline, so we'll get go. to that in a minute. Before we do, let's talk about uh, LinkedIn. Did you know the right hire can make a huge impact on your business? 
I think we all know, uh, we've all seen an, a, a, you know, let me say this again. The right hire makes a huge impact. We all know the wrong hire can make a huge impact as well. So it's important to hire the right people. This is pretty easy. Anyone who's ever worked in any office or any company or any job knows how much easier and better it is for your company when you have good people as opposed to morons. That's why it's important to find the right person. So where do you find this individual? You can post a job on a job board and hope the right right person finds you. But think about how often do you hang out on job boards? Don't leave finding someone great to chance when you can post your job to a place where people go every day to make connections, grow their career, and discover job opportunities. You know what it is, Brad. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. I mean, is there any anywhere else where you'd even think where, about it? Where else would you possibly go? Most LinkedIn members haven't recently visited the top job boards, but 9 out of 10 people on LinkedIn are open to new opportunities, and 70% of the U.S. workforce is on LinkedIn. Posting on LinkedIn is the best way to get that job opportunity in front of more of the right people. I'm not good at math, but if 70% of the entire workforce is there and 9 out of 10 of them are checking LinkedIn... That's that's a lot. A pretty qualified uh, pool of candidates. Yeah. Right? And if you pay them, then they come. People who are qualified yeah. for your role and are ready for something new are easiest to find on LinkedIn. It's the best way to find the business that will help grow the person to help grow your business. That's why new hires made every 10 seconds using LinkedIn. Hurry to LinkedIn.com slash BDC. Again, like backdoor cover. And get 50 bucks off your first job post. That's LinkedIn.com slash BDC. Get 50 bucks off your first post. LinkedIn.com slash BDC. Terms and conditions do apply. I don't know how many times you've hired somebody in the past. It is a pain in the ass finding people that are good candidates and like screening them and figuring out if they're a good fit. And then you interview them and that takes forever. And it just like, if it's not a good fit right off the bat, you've already wasted like a week on this human trying to like vet them as a potential uh, candidate. So yeah, I could see why this would be let's very useful. Let's start at linkedin.com slash BDC. All right. All right. Let's get to the trade deadline. Um, Tobias Harris has been moved to Philadelphia. And Bobon. Uh, along with Bobon, the Toby and Bobby show continues, which is awesome. Bobby's the best, man. Yeah, there's no doubt How about that. How tall is that dude? He's like 7'4", I think. No, he's like 7'8", or something freaky. He just looks freaky. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly how I just tall remember him riding in on like that ATV into the stadium at the Clippers game earlier this year, and it looked like he was on like a little Power Wheels thing, but it was like a full-grown huge ass ATV and his, his knees were up to his chest it was hilarious he's a big dude he's a big boy uh, the Anthony Davis talks to the Lakers by all accounts according to Woj are dormant at the moment so it looks like he's not going anywhere um, we'll see there's still about three hours to the thing so somebody's going to listen to this tomorrow and think we're idiots when he's uh, you know in purple and gold in but, LA huh um, Marcus Saul is still being talked about going to Charlotte, but that deal is not quite done, according to Woj. Yeah, I heard that's the more likely of the two opportunities uh, between him and um, Conley out of uh, Memphis. Yeah, which is kind of weird to see Grit and Grind be totally over. I heard but... Utah is interested in um, Conley. I say I heard. I, I listened to a podcast, Zach Lowe podcast, and they are talking about Yes, this. I've heard the same thing yes, I via heard Zach Lowe, podcast, not yeah. from uh, any league insiders. I didn't hear from you, that's We don't sure. have any. <laughs> well, that's that's true. Yeah, I wasn't interviewing any uh, GMs or anything. Not yet. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I mean, the Anthony Davis thing we should probably talk about. I mean, obviously the Porzingis deal happened uh, since we recorded last week, and uh Porzingis goes to Dallas. Dallas has shipped out Harrison Barnes last night uh, in the middle of a game, apparently. Where did he go to? I didn't see this yet. Uh, they traded him to Sacramento. Oh. 
which is interesting. Sacramento's got a bunch of good assets. I Sacramento's trying to make the playoffs, and now you go out and get a guy who who can play a little bit. Um, although I saw 538 tweet that he is basically a league average player, even though he makes max money. So take that for what you will. But uh, yeah, this is interesting. This is basically the only thing people in sports have been talking about for like two weeks is the, the trade deadline. It's and really pretty Anthony fascinating. There's a else. lot of really cool stories. The craziest thing to me is, and we'll talk a little bit about baseball in a minute, but uh, the baseball season starts in like a week or two. I don't know when pitchers and catchers report or whatever, but um, like how many baseball players, Brad and I are not baseball fans mm. per se, how many baseball players can you name? Not many. Not many. Bryce Harper is one that we – like and. Not even can I name like there are people that could walk in this room who are who are all stars and I would have no idea who they are. Bryce Harper is a person we know. Bryce Harper is a person who they've been talking about becoming a free agent this summer for like for several years. Like I keep hearing he's the guy who is like the Anthony Davis of baseball. He's still unsigned. He's just like sort of meeting with teams, and the season starts in two weeks. It's crazy to me. It's very weird. It's very strange. Um, all right, let's. We're about to get to Micah's Beef of the Week, not yet presented by Omaha Steaks. Uh, unless you have anything else you want to talk about regarding the, the trade deadline, I guess this is probably something we talk more about next week, but yeah, see uh, what actually let's happens. Let's wait to see how things unfold, but I'm really interested to see where Anthony Davis ends up, if anywhere. Um, there's a lot of speculation that he'll wait until, what is it, June, July 1st, when... Um, uh, whatever they'll have more, yeah. The, the the Celtics can become involved with all the different assets that they have. That's correct. Um, but yeah, next week let's talk in depth about uh, trade deadline, fallout, stuff like that. Yeah. So you uh, here's, here's my beef of the week. Oh, not yet presented by our friends at Omaha Steaks. Let's Please get beefy. Cut the check. Kevin Durant last night went off on the media and uh, got mad about them because they kept asking about the Knicks and about free agency. He said, I have nothing to do with the Knicks. I don't know who traded Porzingis. They got nothing to do with me. I'm trying to play basketball. Y'all come in here every day, ask me about free agency. Ask my teammates, ask my coaches. You rile up the fans about it. Let us play basketball. That's all I'm saying. And now I don't want to talk to y'all. It's a problem with me. Come on, man. Grow up. Grow up. Yeah, you. Grow up. Come on, bro. I... I come here and go to work every day. I cause no problems. I play the right way. I try and play the right way. I try to be the best player I can be in every possession. What's the problem? What am I doing to y'all? Mm. He did sign with a 73-win team when he was the second best player in the league. But, you know, that's one thing he did. Kind of fucked up the league. Uh, it's not even that, okay? Kevin Durant is on a one-year contract. He is a free agent at the end of the year. If you don't want to answer questions about being a free agent – don't sign a short-term deal. Go sign a long-term deal. That's it. That's all you have to say. He's awfully moody, man. He's such a moody little bitch. Yeah, all the Kevin time. Durant was one of the most liked, well-liked guys in the entire NBA like five years ago. Everybody thought he was like a charming young dude. He Remember when he signed his first extension with, yeah. the, with the Thunder? He just sent out a tweet like, I'm a Thunder for life. Yeah, Thunder like up or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, wow, this guy's really doing it the right way. And now he's just such an insufferable douche. I want to like him, but he's a you fake don't Twitter get the making, right to be mad yeah. at the media when you're standing in front of the media. That's the media's job is to ask you that question because you won't answer it yourself. So you can't be mad at the media for asking you that question. It's it's preposterous. And you're one of the most popular players in the league. Like You are an, a point of interest for all the fans. Like This is what keeps the league great is these types of conversations. Basically, year-round, the NBA is of interest because of these types of things. So like, fuck you, man. 
Like, this is how it's going to be. He's Again, he continued, I just don't trust none of y'all. Every time I say something, it's getting twisted up and thrown out in so many different publications. I could relate to that. T- uh, trying to tear me down with the words I say. So I, I don't say nothing. It's a problem. I just want to play ball. I just want to go to the gym and go home. That's all. Is that a problem? All right, then. I'll feel so much less animosity towards him when he leaves Golden State finally. Like, I don't care where he goes. Like, I think he's an amazing player, but I just, I resent him for going there. And I I just want to see, like, a kind of even playing field where, like, he goes and plays for a team that he can bring up. Like, make his own legacy, not just kind of, like, ride with an, a pre-assembled greatest regular season team of all time type of situation. Like, he's got the, the game, definitely. Um, he's such a unique player and has so many different talents, so... I don't know. I just want him out of there, man. If, wherever he goes, I mean, like, I'll root for I don't, I don't care about any of that. He can go anywhere he wants. He has the right. You just can't get mad at the media. I'm sorry. That's not how this works. Oh, That's my beef, beef of the week. That's yes. right. And I, guess what? I'm mad at LeBron James, too. LeBron is You're mad a moody little bitch, about dude. Harrison Barnes being traded mid-game. <laughs> Cry me a fucking river, LeBron, just because I believe Harrison Barnes has Rich Paul, who's LeBron's guy, as his agent. This is the second time you've beefed about media this isn't even media. This is just LeBron. Bi- These are players bitching, and I'm I'm sick and tired of players bitching. If you don't, if you if you don't want to answer questions about your free agency, don't be a free agent. If you don't want to be featured on Beef of the Week, don't come at the media. That's right. Don't come at the media. LeBron. Mike is part of the media. Deal with it. Harrison Barnes got traded mid game. Big fucking deal. A guy got traded. Like that's how this works. Is the system weird? Is it fucked up that you can trade other human beings in their contracts? Yeah, it is kind of weird. Why does it matter when? Yeah, who cares? He just walks out of the stadium. Do they just want him to wait till the end of the game? Are we supposed to worry about Harrison Barnes, who's on a a max contract, like having his feelings hurt because he's sitting on the bench when they tell him he's traded? It probably wouldn't have happened mid-game if it wasn't for the media, Micah. They're the ones who let it out. God damn it, Brad. Stop taking the players' sides on this. This is is outrageous, and it's my beef of the week. Like, Kevin, you don't want to answer any more questions? Sign a deal or tell people, here's where I'm signing. While we're talking about the media, how the hell does Woj have such an inside like how does he have such a leg up on every person in the entire world on nba trade news i'm not sure he does anymore that guy uh shams who's who uh was at yahoo and now is at the athletics seems yeah. to be breaking a bunch of these too who was there's some competition uh, now yeah he was like he was like whoa just like right hand man the guy's uh, like 22 or 20 he's young yeah he grinds yeah he's grinding uh i think Woj is just He's just the guy at this point, and I think he. I think the reason he's so successful, he has the best relationships with agents. I was kind of shocked when I first and heard him so, like speak and see him because he's kind of like this nerdy white guy. I'm like, how do you have like street cred in NBA circles? Um, that was kind of like my first impression of him, and he's just like always around, always on top of story. So, yeah, he stays on that grind, as the mm-hmm. kids say. Now that was Micah's beef of the week, not yet presented by Omaha Sticks. That was a good one. Thank you. So we'll be watching. I mean, it's exciting. I people people always wonder, well, why do people care about the trade deadline? Well, because I can't trade Carol the accountant to uh, to our rival company for like the hot receptionist. I wish that I could. We don't have an accountant named Carol, but hypothetically, I'm not following you. Where, where are you taking this? Okay, here's why people care about trades because you can't do this in any other walk of life. You can't mm. just talk about like just swapping a guy for another guy. You can't call up your competition if you're running a pizza company. The top guy at Pizza Hut can't call up the guy at Domino's and be like, hey, we want your lead marketing guy and we'll trade you uh, uh, our second and third level accountants plus a future first round pick. Like, that's just not how it works. You want to know why it interests me? 
Why? Because if you trade somebody that is such a game-changing personality like Anthony Davis to another team, it changes the product. Like it is a completely different season at that point, and the teams that that like basically are affected by those trades, like things completely change, and it's just almost like a brand new season. Like it's a lot of fun, man. So like things get mixed up, and who knows, man, if they could just get together and beat the fucking Warriors finally. Uh, I don't even know. Yeah, you see the fucking Lakers acting like dogs last night or two nights ago. Uh, yeah, I guess it was Wednesday night. What do you mean? Or Tuesday like night, whatever night. They lost by 42 points to Indy because LeBron wants to trade the whole team. <laughs> there, There's nothing. There's no meme on the internet I love more than these memes of LeBron like muttering under like these overdub memes of LeBron. Have you seen these things on Twitter? No. Where the other night against the Pacers when they lost by 42, LeBron is sitting on the end of the bench and there are like six empty seats be- between him and the rest of the team. Yeah. And somebody uh, put up a video that said, like, uh, audio of LeBron talking uh, in between plays. And it was just a video of LeBron. It was clearly overdubbed. And somebody's like, I'm going to trade all these motherfuckers away. <laughs> Get far away from me because I hate every one of you. And all the memes of LeBron, like, looking down at his phone and people just being like, yeah, I can't wait to trade every fucking guy on this team. The Lakers are uh, uh, they're a wreck. Well, ever since LeBron went out with that injury, they've been kind of in tailspin. Well, I mean, they're just not. They don't have any good players other than LeBron. Yeah, they do. They do not. They've got a bunch of good young talent. Although I wouldn't take any of those guys. Brandon Ingram kind of looks like uh, Post Malone. (laughs) Have you ever thought about this? I saw him the other day, and he's got like this sleepy look and his stupid tattoos and his wispy, stupid beard, and he looks just like Post Malone. Interesting. I'll I'll give you that. I had that uh, yeah realization recently. Uh, That's a good take. That's a new one. I've yet to hear that. Um, Well, I'll, I'll be damned. Yeah. We'll talk more next week. Come back. Uh, Brad, you know what I want to talk about now? What would you like to talk about? Harry's razor. Mm-hmm. You know what I love about a Harry's razor? I, I have a beard, but I still use it to trim. And I just love how close uh, the closeness that it provides. It's a very comfortable glide. I'm, I'm in on Harry's. Uh, join the 10 million people who have tried Harry's. Claim your trial offer right now by going to harrys.com slash bdc. Harry's founders were tired of paying uh, top dollar for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. They knew a great shave doesn't have to come with gimmicks like vibrating heads, flex balls, or handles that look like spaceships. Tactics the leading brands have used to raise prices for decades. They fixed all that by combining a simple, clean design with quality, durable blades at a fair price. Sounds good. Harry's bought is so dedicated that they bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making quality blades for over 95 years. They've received 20,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and Google. Harry's replacement cartridges are just two bucks each. That's half the price of Gillette Fusion Pro Shield. Half price. Apparently Germans make a good blade. And Gillette is garbage because they uh, support those clowns in New England. Trash. You know, I'm, I'm out on Gillette. I'm in on Harry's. All Harry's blades come with a 100% quality guarantee. How easy is that? Okay? If you don't love your shave, just let them know. You'll get a full refund. Why wouldn't you do this? Get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. A weighted ergonomic handle, a five-blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade, easy for me to say, a rich lathering shave gel, travel blade cover, and listeners for our show can redeem that $13 trial set at harrys.com slash bdc check it out right now harrys.com slash bdc to redeem your trial offer and then let them know i sent you to support the show support us we'd appreciate it check this out it's good 
All right, let's talk National Signing Day. College football. Uh, according to uh, ESPN, the SEC had 11 of the top 25 classes, including 1, 2, and 3. Uh, they had Alabama 1, Georgia 2, Texas A&M 3. How many teams are in the SEC? Do you know the top of your head? So 11 are in the top 25, you yeah. said? Christ. Uh, Missouri, which is our school, was like 33rd and finished like 12th in our own league. Um, it, rivals' yeah, ratings were a little Bryant. bit different, but they're all pretty much the same. So I'm um, looking at rivals, and it's got Georgia number one, Bama two, and you said ESPN's got it swapped Bama one, Georgia two, but whatever. They're both going to have really fucking good teams next year. Yeah, uh, new coaches, Mac Brown, North Carolina. Are they making moves? Dropping bags? Uh where they when ranked? Brown took over, they were ranked outside the top 40 in class rankings. Now they're 31. In the few weeks he was hired, Brown and his staff lost six commitments, wow. but got 22 total, 19 of which are signed. Uh, he also flipped a few guys. I don't know. For being out of coaching for nearly six years, ESPN says Brown and his staff have assembled, uh, have done an excellent job recruiting in the short time they've been at North Carolina. That old son of a bitch can recruit. There's no doubt about that. Well, what about Les Miles at Kansas? That is a really weird marriage. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out. He, they love crazy. Les Miles got hired early in November, if you remember. Uh, but at the time, Kansas only had one player uh, that was committed, a three-star running back, which is crazy. And then a month later, that one player decommitted. Miles ended up signing 11 players during the early signing period. Kansas went from the fewest to the fourth fewest. Um, they got some junior college guys. Rivals got him at 67th. But they ended up with a very weak first class. I mean, what do you And expect? as of right now, Kansas has zero 2020 uh, commitments, which is not good. Basically, they're the worst, and we're rooting against them. Do they play on a uh, on turf? Do you know? I don't—we went to that— Yeah, field. I think they have fake turf now. Isn't Les Miles the guy that likes to eat the grass He does the game? eat grass, How's yeah. he going to eat grass when he's on a turf? That's what hard. I want to know. Anyways, yeah, uh, I hate that he's there. Because I like Les Miles and I don't like Kansas, but eh, can't win them all. Uh, Miami did well with uh, Manny Diaz. I don't know exactly where they ended up ranked, but they're looking like they did a nice job. He's the guy with all those political ties in Miami, right? Yeah, his dad was the mayor. That's right. He's into distribution. He's like Atlantic. Yeah. I That's that's a Rick Ross line. For, I knew. Yeah, thank I, you. I felt it. Yeah. It hit. Coach O, LSU, third on according to Rivals. Is it Coach O still? It is, right? Yeah, Coach O, the one only. They need to get that motherfucker a hummer. Big, fast, and aggressive, just yeah. like I look at my football teams. Um, yeah, did you see Miami's uh, punter from Australia? No. What happened? He's a big, tattooed uh, monster. Really? Type in Miami punter, you'll see this guy. He's uh, of, everybody like all all of the tweets were exactly the same. Like, of course, this guy is the punter for the U. He's going like this. He's throwing up the U symbol. Was Sebastian Janikowski one for the U? No, he went to Florida State. Oh, okay. The other he does it, date rape drugs to himself. They just kind of take turns being that entity out of the side of the country, anyways. Yes, that side of the country. The, the ominous uh, rosters the of ever. badass dudes. Um. Anyway, wow. Miami signed a big neck tough. Tats. Yeah, neck tat like tats everywhere. He looks huge. Yeah, he looks pretty tough. I think he's going to do pretty well there. He's, I assume he's, he's got good. a stash I too. Know. I love the Australian punter thing. Why I'm all he, in on this. How did he get so fucking big? Is this guy old? He looks old. He looks old, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he looks like he's been he playing can... rugby for like 20 years. Maybe 10. It could be. 
Could, Could be. be. Uh, yeah. Right. Can't wait for him to leave in one year and go to the NFL. Just looking at this guy, he looks scary. Like, I'm going to have a hard time sleeping. I would have a hard time sleeping, except for the fact that I have a Lisa mattress. Oh, very nice. Quality night's sleep helps you recover from distractions faster, prevents burnout, helps you make better decisions, improves your fucking memory, and overall helps you make fewer mistakes. Science. It's not marketing, it's science. To design a better mattress, Lisa leveraged 30 years of experience and hundreds of hours of testing. That's science to develop the perfect mattress for all body shapes and sleeping styles. I'm wondering why uh, these big universities aren't just trying to bring students to campus with promises of Lisa mattresses. That's a good idea. Forget your sort of bullshit. Come sleep on a Lisa. Get in here, fam. We need this. Lisa's mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. Through their 110 program, they donate one mattress for every 10 they sell. That's more than 31,000 so far. Lisa also strives to make the world a better place than they found it. That doesn't stop with mattress donations. Together with the Arbor Day Foundation, Lisa plants one tree for every mattress they sell. Start 2019 well-rested. Okay, here's the best part. Save 160 bucks off a of Lisa mattress at lisa.com slash BDC. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash BDC. Uh, 160 bucks off a of Lisa mattress. You save more on, on the quality uh, Sapira mattress, which is what Brad and I have. It's a luxury mattress. Get, it's very nice. Get in on this. You know, New Year, you might be moving. You might need a new you need a new mattress. Go to Lisa. They ship it to you. It's it's unbeatable. Lisa.com slash BDC. Nicely right. done. We'll talk about baseball for just a minute. E. Uh, Bryce Harper, still unsigned. It's yeah. just crazy to me. I actually don't even know anything about this. I just feel, well, I mean, the season's pitchers and catchers, we Google that whenever pitchers and catchers report. It's coming up. I just know that, like, I follow Tony Kornheiser. I'm a well-known, uh, I'm a Tony, I'm a Mr. Tony boy. Tony's and great. For years, he's been talking about how Bryce Harper, every day on PTI, whenever they talk about Bryce Harper, how he's going to be a great-looking Yankee and how he grew up wanting to be a Yankee and he's going to leave and get all this money and sign with the Yankees. And so we've been waiting for his free agency year. Now he's been a free agent since the baseball season ended in November, and no one has signed him. He apparently met with the Giants yesterday. Hmm. It's just crazy. Like, this is just so wild to me. So the A's Remember are when LeBron was a free agent the first time, and, like, there were cameras of him shoot, like walking in and out with backpacks on? You're talking on about the decision? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It was a huge media spectacle. Yeah, like, this, this is Bryce Harper, the biggest, most recognizable player in baseball. And it doesn't. Nobody seems to really give a shit. It's just because you don't know any baseball fans, honestly. That's I mean, probably do, why. I, I'm back to the media. The media doesn't seem to care. Now uh, I'm mad at the media. The fucking media. Hey, so you asked me the date. The A's report a day earlier than everybody else on February 11th. That's the, like three days from now. The Mariners are on February 12th, and the rest of the league is a day after. That I think. That's okay, so teams, pitchers, and catchers report in a week, and this guy doesn't even have a team. And he's the best offensive player in the league. That seems wild to me. Wait, he's coming from uh, D.C., right? Yeah. That's why Tony's probably talking about it so much. That's true. Uh, so it's just crazy to me. If anybody has any answers as to why this is, I would love to hear about it. Probably because um, he's going to command like five bajillion dollars. Apparently there's major rule changes that are being offered up, uh, including the designated hitter in the National League, a three-batter minimum for all relievers. There's a few other ones the that are being been discussed, but are like with... apparently the commissioner can implement without – any agreement from the uh, the union? They've uh, been like liberal about changing their rules. It seems like the MLB. I mean, I guess like, they moved seems... the Astros from one league to the other like a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was, sorts of wild that was shit. like four or five years ago. Yeah, I I just don't understand why they're doing this now, like a week before the season starts. Why don't yeah. they do this at the end of the season or when people are still talking about baseball? Baseball is just I, I don't know, man. 
Guess what? I, I don't really care. Yeah, I don't really care. Baseball either. sucks. If you want to tell us why you like baseball or hate baseball, you can do that. We have a hotline. We haven't talked about this hotline for several months, but now we're bringing it back because we're looking for content, and we are team content. Yeah. You ready? Write this down. Save it in your phone. 800-392-6344. One more time. That's the backdoor cover hotline. 800-392-6344. You don't got to call about baseball. You can you call, call about, about anything. anything. Call us cucks. Call us morons. We may or may not play it on the air, but- Anti-vaxxers. Give us, don't call us anti-vaxxers. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> Micah didn't allow that. Anyway, tell, tell us what you think. Give us a take. Uh, ask us a question. Whatever you like. 800-392-6344. Uh, we Brad, need to get more golf content. People call with some golf questions. Let's get this golf thing. I'm going. not. I'm not going to give any golf content until people ask for it. That's the rules. It no, must be requested, I mean, we'll talk, or unless Tiger's involved. Mm. Uh, Brad, yes. Where can the people find you? Bradley B Key on Instagram. Bradley Key on Twitter. That's K E E. Um, yeah. Come come holler at me. Let's be friends. Okay, great. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Micah Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R. You can also follow the show at Backdoor Cover Podcast or Backdoor Cover on Twitter. Um, that's pretty much all we got. Thanks to our sponsors, LinkedIn, uh, you release a mattress, check them out. Definitely. Tell them we sent you. You know, Save some money. And go to RayGentleman.com, check out that sale collection. You're doing great. You're right basically now, stealing if you just go buy things. I in. mean, you get one free item, straight up. One hundred percent. Help us clear out space for this badass spring inventory we've got coming in. It's going to be awesome. That's it, and that's all. We will see you next week. Mm, bye bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>